Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Master of Punk's Tamer Sages, the King of Ring himself. But your boy Thicky Smalls, Jerome Michaels, in the house. What up, what up, Gas Digital? Welcome back to your favorite Friday show, Slick and Thick. It's your boy Gerard Michaels here. And to my left, at six foot three, two hundred pounds, and every one of them is a problem. The master of punks, the tamer of sages, the CEO of the RNC, the king of the ring himself, pretty Mickey Gall. What's up, Mick? What up, dog? What's how we doing? I'll tell you how we're doing. I'm excited. Excited, huh? We got a big time big time Big yesterday. time. Big time Big guest. time. Who we've talked about. Several times. We've talked about several times. We have a couple questions to pose to him. But name your top five movies. This dude's in them. Yeah. So let's 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 roll a couple of them right here. We got one of my OG ones, Remember the Titans. Remember right? the Titans. The great show, My Name is Earl. <laughs> American History X. Gotta have it. Um where else? Where, Wolf of where Wall else Street? Come Wolf on, dog. Wall Street, Wolf obviously. Wall Street? That's gonna yes, that's gonna Clerks, Mall Rats. Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. It's easier to name. The, it's easier to name the stuff he hasn't been in, man. That's right, Mickey. That's you're right. not old enough to have watched Boy Meets World. I watched it. Oh, I watched it in reruns. In reruns. Yeah, yeah. In reruns. That you're makes right. sense. Correct. To my left, none other. The man, the myth, the legend, Ethan Supley in the house. Thank you for having me. Big the, friend and of the, the host, big the host of the, of the American Glutton podcast. Pleasure Dude, big time podcast. Thanks for having me. Dude, amazing, amazing, amazing to have you here. Uh, where do we even begin here, Mick? Let's start as we always do because we are professionals. Let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Agreed. Tell us about yourself, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> are you circumcised? <laughs> no. Nice. I'm not circumcised. How about that? Congratulations! Um, because my parents were hippies. All natural, baby. Yeah, yeah. Were yeah. you were you a natural one of the first? Birth? I think that's, I, think I was a natural first. birth. Natural yeah. birth in Manhattan, four blocks from St. Vincent's. Wow. Yeah. They just that's it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Living room floor. Mom had mom had a gig Oof. in the village later that night. Yeah. Went to it basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just came out, got carpet and lint on you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They handed they had the child off to the Sherpa, and then they went to the Dylan show down on uh, you know Greenwich Ave. Yeah, and nice, then man. no snipping. No sniffing. Nice. You know? Snipping. 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 That too. Of the foreskin. That too. <laughs> you know, you want to avoid sniffing foreskin, right, Omri? All right. Well, so, <laughs> well, there's a you lot do, of good to not be in, to to being uncircumcised, right? It, like, mm-hmm. suppose it protects the the end of your uh, your dick, makes it more sensitive. Sex feels better, right? Totally, right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know any other I'm way. Not, yeah, I yeah, wouldn't right? know any other way. And, I, and, I imagine it helps with docking. So ours is like knocking around in our Docking's knocking around in our jeans, that, right? Is docking even possible? I don't know. I don't know either. Ah, you can make it happen. You know uh, what? You gotta, pull hard. You gotta believe. You see, this is this is if you you know I know you're a big fan of the show and you listen all the time, but the, you know this is the eternal optimism of Mickey Gall. Right. This is why people tune you can in. Make it happen. I'm the I'm the you doom and it. gloom, and, and he's the he's the bright side, Mister Brightside over there. You can do it. Listen to the gas digital people listening right now. If your dream is to dock without foreskin. Mickey Gall says you can make it happen. I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw my name on that all day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, Ethan, tell us about growing up, man. Do you you were in New York, LA, all over the place? I was born in New York, but moved very quickly to LA and raised in LA. Okay. Yeah. 
And you were raised by uh, performing parents, correct? No, they, they they basically left acting when I was born. It was they your felt, fault. They felt, yeah, they felt it wasn't a good uh, environment for children, <laughs> which I, I I couldn't disagree with them. Yeah, I don't know. Corey Feldman might disagree. <laughs> right. Actually, I think he probably really very much agrees. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do look back now at uh, every movie from the 90s, and Dakota Fanning was in all of them. She was in a lot of She was in all the of 90s, them. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. But there's no way. There's just no way you can be around that environment. Like, I'm in, in the lower levels of entertainment now at my age, and it's impossible to, to maintain any sense of reality or perspective. It, you know, it's really weird because you go to um, any set and it's just like any workplace with a lot of adults and then to just put a child in amongst them and expect that they're going to be able to interact with adults it, it is odd, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know that it's a great place to have kids. Yeah. Like and chi- child actors. Child act- yeah, yeah, I mean, no, there's no other... There is no other job. Like, you couldn't have a child director. I mean, I suppose you could construct some fantasy world where you let a kid basically pretend sure. to direct something. Sure. But, like, right. you can't have a child electrician or a child grace. <laughs> you you know what I mean? Yeah, they got rid of child coal miners a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, you can, wind chimney you can sweeps. Make them perform. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the, that's, that's the only one. That's interesting. I want So, you, it makes you wonder if, like, the Hollywood angle and the child acting. Or is it, is it like child working? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like totally. that's the only job really where a child works now, in right? America, yeah. anyway. They're still working in the mines other places pretty much. Right. right. In America, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the only right. job is like a YouTube star or an actor, yeah. which is both basically the same job. That's true. Very true. Yeah. yeah, what do you think about streaming now, man? You, I mean, you've done television, you've done film. What do you, what do you think about the, uh, the new streaming world that we have? I did a show for Hulu a few years ago. Uh, I guess we started shooting it in 2015 or 2016. And when they brought me the show and said, hey, there's interest in you for this show, I literally said to my agents, like, I don't want to be on an, on an uh, internet show. Like, mm-hmm. this is like what we're doing, something for YouTube. And... And I just didn't realize, I had no idea what Hulu was at the time. Like, Hulu wasn't what it is now. Yeah. Um, And now, you know, they're making the best shows. HBO, Amazon. I just did a show for Amazon. Netflix. Like, (laughs) the best show isn't on ABC anymore. Mm -hmm. It's on a streaming platform. The game has changed. Yeah, very much. changed for sure. Well, even it was evolving. Yeah, like... HBO's got great ones, you know. Sure. What I mean, it's it's all the, uh, yeah. It's either like what 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 would they be the like HBO's and the Showtime streaming platforms? Streaming. Yeah, Are streaming. The, well, I mean, most people stream them, but they're on they weren't cable. What yeah, were it's they? called like, OTT. It's, like, it's over, oh, you're talking about premium, premium, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, HBO premium. would be premium, yeah. but like if it, but like my experience with HBO now is just HBO. Dot com on HBO my Go or whatever HBO it is. Max. Yeah, HBO yeah. Max. Yeah. I don't even have cable. I haven't had cable yeah. in years and years and years. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, but check me out on OAN tonight uh, if you do have <laughs> cable. OAN at 6, even though this is coming out two days after tonight. Fuck. All right. Um, Idiot. <laughs> shit. But we, uh, you know, shout out, no shout out. Big friend of the program, Chaz Palminteri. We had him on, and he said very something very similar. Was he was presented with this show. And uh, he had just done, you know, some of the best movies of the early 90s. And he's like, I'm not doing TV. Yeah. Uh, and he had to, they had to, like, they're like, you really want to, you really want to look at the script. You really want to look at the script. And after he turned down the role, you know, they, they had casted it with James Gandolfini. 
and it turned out to be The Sopranos. Right. And then he's like, that. well, he was really gracious, though. Chaz is the man. And he uh, he's like, well, you know what? That's the only time in my life I wanted to roll, and I think it went to somebody who deserved it. He, you know, Gandolfini crushed that. Yeah. But they, they wanted Tony Soprano to be... Chaz Palminteri. Sure. But he was hesitant of, what am I doing this TV thing? He, In his mind, he was thinking it was a step down. Right. You it know? was. I mean, it was, it was for back a, for then. For a minute, right? Listen, it, there was a weird point where I was only doing movies. I then did, I, like, my career started with Boy Meets World. I did that for a few years. Then I was just doing movies. And for 10 years, all I did was movies. And then... Tough life, bud. I had a bunch of kids and... You know, my wife was like, listen, I'm not following you to Romania for seven months. Do something in L.A. And the only real thing you have with consistency in Los Angeles is TV. Mm. So I went and did TV. And then at that time, it was kind of hard to go back to movies. Like movies became somewhat disinterested at that point. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it seems like it happens in waves. Like all of the best actors went to film. And then you were a movie star. And then everybody went into TV. And then TV looked down on reality. And now everybody has, like, their own reality show or they're trying yeah. to get into a reality thing or, you mm. know, or host a game show. And it's it's weird. It's like... There was, like, a I, difference of prestige between, like, a film actor and, like, a TV actor. Yeah. But that's that's gone. I think no, so. No, not necessarily. You don't think so? You couldn't get Tom Cruise in a TV show. You couldn't get Leonardo DiCaprio mm -hmm. in a TV show. There are still movie stars. Huh. But... Go a peg or two below those guys, and everybody's doing TV. That's a good point. Yeah, like you, like uh, you see all like McConaughey and uh, he'll do TV. Yeah, he'll yeah. do like like. Okay, that's that's interesting. So you say that line's kind of at DiCaprio and uh, Cruz. The top, top, well, top. You just can't pay those guys enough to do TV. For, first of all, like those guys make so much money that it would be impossible to pay them enough to do a television show. But then. Right. Everybody else gets paid so little that doing television, you wind up making quite a bit more. So it's just that weird gap right there. Okay. Is there so, anybody else you throw in that echelon? Besides I'm sure there is. I mean, I would. I, I Tom would, Hanks hasn't done any TV. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he has. I mean, he's. He, that's not true. He Johnny did, Depp. He did um, Band of Brothers, but he also mm -hmm. directed some of those. He was an executive producer. So. He probably owned a piece of that, and and that was kind of before the heyday. That was a mini series. It's a little bit different than a the TV Rock series. did Ballers. The Rock, the Rock did Ballers, but did he do Ballers before he was making? I think so. Of I think it was before he was like. And he the biggest. What's your point? He was the executive producer as well. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so there, there is still a weird line, but it's a very small, it's interesting, yeah, small amount of people who, you you know, I could. Glenn Close, I mean, not Glenn Close, Meryl Streep, who's maybe the greatest actress of all time, I wouldn't even put it past her to see her on a TV show. Mm -hmm. you know Everybody I mean? loves her. She's Meryl amazing. Streep is like, she's like regarded as like, like almost like the untouchable, like the yeah. top of the line. She is so good. What makes her so good? I don't know. I don't know how she does it. You don't she's, know how to I just believe her in everything and she's like a comedian. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. You love Meryl Streep too? I do, I but you know I I don't the movies that she makes I, I'm not they're not really for my demographic I don't think I don't really like I I have to go out of my way to see a, something that Meryl Streep is starring in yeah so I can appreciate you know what she is to the craft but I'm also never been like man I can name you five like, Meryl Streep movies if you go back to Deer Hunter her beginning Deer Hunter yeah Deer Hunter was Sophie's incredible. Choice 
Ironweed. Never saw it. You got to see Sophie's Choice. Yeah. It'll fuck you up. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm still recovering from, uh, uh, you see, I can't even say the name of it, well, uh, Requiem for a Dream, and I saw that like 10 years ago. Yeah. So, you know. Meryl Streep, uh, she, sh- she shat on MMA a little bit one time. Did she? Like, I think like at, these acad- at like an Academy Awards thing, she was like, she was like, they have like, she's like, People need to focus on the arts, not like these like mixed martial arts, like the arts, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like saying like that was like trash and yeah. like that, uh, you know, the arts. Totally. You know, totally. Yeah. So I, I, I might have held that against her a little bit. Yeah. But, no, I, but, but I got to I got to check. I got I got to up, Meryl Streep. You want to act? You want to act the part? You don't want beef, beef Meryl Streep. You Meryl open Street. up the hood of any of these people's like thoughts and opinions. You're going to get some some shit that rubs you the wrong way. They've all yeah. got them. Who cares? Like th- that used to be. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I mean, that's yeah. No, I, fuck I, her. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Ethan Suplet. Fuck Meryl Streep. Yeah. That's the name of the episode. No, I, I mean, I you gotta assume everyone's gonna have their perceptions of you know, especially like MMA. Like people think it's like barbaric, and you know what I mean. They wouldn't uh, understand the the inside. It is barbaric. It, that's know? what I like about it. I love so. I love this podcast called The Fifth Column. Are you familiar with The Fifth Column? It's no. um. Uh, Camille Foster, Michael Moynihan, and uh, Matt Walsh. I never know if it's Walsh or Welsh. It's not the what is a woman guy. Mm-hmm. It's a, the guy from Reason. And they just did a whole episode where they were talking about how much they disliked MMA. Really? And I was like, fuck you guys, don't get it. But I like, I, I still like them. You yeah. Tease her own. Yeah, you know exactly. I, mean? I get it. There's, there's, I know. I had like aunts and like like family members who went to like my first like amateur fight and like were hiding be- between the seats because like there's gentler spirits who's that's sure. they don't want to see that stuff. Yeah. But then for a lot of us, we love that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? We we like that that violence. Well, we like seeing people. It's no hit. different than comedy, man. I mean, this is the thing when people bring their family to a comedy show or like they or they don't sounds know terrible. Well, they that's the thing they don't. If somebody wasn't a comedy fan to begin with they weren't a fan of comedy they didn't like stand-up comedy they, yeah, yeah. they weren't part of it they've never been there before but they're going to support you you're setting them up for failure yeah they don't like it they're uncomfortable in it and that's what killed me kind of about cancel culture when it like started the two years ago when they the got to lie to you and say you're you're great yeah yeah like oh it was great okay thanks for coming uh <laughs> so the i'm here you know i'm just here to support you that was one of my favorites i was like hey so what'd you think you know i'm just here to support you I so fucking, you hated it. Yeah, I hope your tire's flat when you go back to your car. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> love you, Unc. Anyway, the cancel culture, what bothered me so much, was they were listening to people who who weren't comedy fans. These were never people. When they, when they canceled Chappelle's show by standing out in front of the theater, not letting people go in, well, those people had never bought a ticket right. once. Why are we listening to them? Why does everything have to be for everybody? Part of what I loved about movies growing up, part of what I thought, like, like, you know, uh, the, the Kevin Smith stuff, you know, it wasn't for everybody. It wasn't even for a lot of people, but it was for a small group of people that really got it and really liked it. And that was kind of like these little subcultures that you had, you know, it was like, just because I like hip hop doesn't mean we have to stop putting out country music. That's the part of it I, I don't understand about this kind of new evolution of culture. Well, I think it's it, it, it it's a v- very much a religious movement, you know, like... Um you talk to like a very rational religious person and they can tell you what they believe, but they can also be okay that you might not believe what they believe. Mm-hmm. The, the the people who are so diehard about protecting the uh, sanctity of thought 
um, in the arts are demanding that you agree with them. Yeah. You know, you, you know, it, it, it all boils down in my opinion to like people who prefer vanilla ice cream to chocolate ice cream. Like you could take that. I, I actually heard recently on a joke, I was laughing because I've said that to my friends and they're like, no, that is not true. There is some, uh, speech that is so harmful. You must eliminate it. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, just listen to shit you like and mm-hmm. try to, formulate a good argument for stuff you don't, but don't try to extinguish it. Um, There was a thing on Joe Rogan where he was talking about, and I forget what it was, but like how, you know, it was either chocolate or vanilla. Um, The the cultivation of, of the cocoa leaf is like, harmful to people like people are being abused by this and i go like it's all fucking chocolate or vanilla like you can make an argument you can find out how people are being abused by growing vanilla beans Mm -hmm. and make an argument that vanilla is evil like supporting this thing is evil millions of people each year die from overexposure to h2o we have to get rid of h this chemical compound h2o Uh, people get overexposed to it they're in they're they're surrounded by h2o too much and they die yeah. And then it's like, okay, all, well, they, they, you just described shit. drowning. Yeah. Do you get you know? mad if somebody doesn't like the same flavor of ice cream as you? No. I don't. Of course not. It's not upsetting to me. So what it's I, the same shit with all of this stuff. You just see people frothing at the mouth about their flavor of ice cream. What I get even more angry about, though, isn't that it, it's the manipulation of it. It's the selective editing of one clip of something to preemptively cancel it. Or to, uh, even worse, now they're using it as marketing. Where, hey, this thing coming out, it the, the, the wrong people won't like this. And it's like, then you look at it and it's been like four tweets from a bot farm. And it's like, nobody <laughs> right. actually cares. Right. Nobody cares. Like, hey, this person hates MMA. No, they don't. You you said that. You said they hate it. To start the conversation, to get organic marketing, you evil prick. Yeah. You're using, you're using people's anger against one another in this culture war to sell a Disney movie. This is insanity. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you know, how does a movie like American History X get made in an environment you like that? You can't today? make that today. No way. Yeah. Nobody, you could not make that movie today. And that, I mean, how that movie is one of the most important movies I've ever seen in my life. And forget about like the, the acting was through the roof. Can you imagine, you know, the, Edward Norton's role being seen through a lens that that that's unacceptable that there's not that there's not a a moral to that story that's worth telling no matter how harsh the telling of the story is yeah it's insane i i there was a picture of uh eddie furlong and i going around the internet and it and this was like in 2020 or 2019 and it and it said um i've i've seen these two guys at shows recently find them stop them end them and i'm like that fucking picture first of all is 20 years old and it's from a movie stop. well luckily for you you don't look anything like that <laughs> no so but it, we're talking yeah. about a still from is a that movie. What, what led to all the weight loss beyond a zero word yeah, I, like, <laughs> I don't want to look like that guy anymore. <laughs> i need to change i need to need to hide leave the country yeah or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's fucking and that's wild. a wrap yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like yeah that's it's wild a character you played people are trying to stop you for that it's like these comedians when they're, you know, they're saying jokes, saying ridiculous, you know, things. And they're like, no, no, no. That's what you believe. Like That's yeah. your. Yeah. How dare you? Wow, How dare man. you? Yeah. People it, I, are so dumb. Yeah. And, and, and there's the other side of it, too, is when we were growing up, you know, if you were offended by something, we were like, what's wrong with you? Grow up. Who cares? Yeah. Now there's this idea that shut everything down. Yeah. Shut it down. Somebody somewhere was triggered by this. That's it. There can be no more American History X. There can, I mean, 
You couldn't make. Could you make mall rats today? You can make mall rats. I think. I, I don't know what what's cancelable about mall rats, but I, I don't know. You know, listen. I, they they would consider it misogynistic. I think. Well, everything is part of the patriarchy, so it's uh, everything you know what? misogynistic anyway. You convinced me. Yeah. Cancel. Cancel more rats. Cancel it. I got a question for you guys. The uh on that note, what movies like other than American History X could they not make today that like were huge, like made, you know, big waves and like, you know, were masterpieces Ooh, like in their day. Great question. That can no longer be I know it's like I'm kind of springing it on you, but Oh, great question. Um I mean, you could you uh, the the Porky's. biggest instance of this Porky's you couldn't make, but like I mean, uh, you, you're too young. Yeah. I don't know how old you are. Thirty six. But okay, so you're on the edge. Um, when I was a kid, every comedy when I was a, a young kid had boobs in it. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. single one. Kind of looked forward to that. Moment. You can't. Yeah. You don't. You don't see that anymore. Like boobs are a big deal now. Dude, they just tried to cancel American Pie. There was just this whole thing on Vice. Oh which yeah, is, I saw uh, that. Very unfortunately, going bankrupt. But the for boobs. But they, yeah, they they showed a group of freshmen in college. I think at yeah. UC Berkeley. I, I, I pull it up, Omri. Yeah, I, I, I get I what the, what they're exactly what they did wrong. But. Yeah. It no, was like, it was th- meanwhile, this, the biggest show on HBO is Euphoria, and it's like nonstop dicks. Yeah. Have you ever really? watched that show? I, Dude, I, you I, see nah. so many dicks in that well, show. Now it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was able to make it through exactly like five minutes of Euphoria, and I was like, okay, this is just... Uh, it's the, crazy. It's the show. It's a remember fucking softcore porn. Remember MTV Skins back in the day when MTV yeah. came out with Skins, and I was like, I was a kid, and I was even like, this yeah. is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot. Somebody's I don't want my mom to know. I'm this is this. a yeah. lot. And Euphoria is Skins turned up to eleven. Man. Yeah, yeah. But Blazing Saddles. You could not make Blazing okay. Saddles. No way. No but way. Animal House. Probably not. No. Definitely, definitely not one scene. No. Absolutely, uh, Blues Brothers. You couldn't make. Nope. There's lots of comedies you couldn't make. Or you have the to classics. change them. All Even up. maybe like Tropic Thunder, dude. Revenge like of the Nerds. Well, they, well, Revenge of the Nerds climaxes with that dude raping a girl. Yeah, it's he's true. he. She thinks she's having sex with somebody else. Oh, That's fucking rape. I can't yeah. believe they haven't canceled that. Very uh, true. Well, now they will. Uh, Fuck. What Vice yeah. said about American Pie was, first of all, they let just 16-year-olds review teen comedies to try to find sound bites Oof. that they could cancel them with. And then one 16-year-old is like, it's re- completely ridiculous that the only thing male characters care about is having sex. And that's not ridiculous. And then <laughs> It's fairly accurate. It's like almost yeah, completely yeah. accurate. Yeah. And then they're talking what, about how... That's what Kevin Spacey the, likes about him. <laughs> they're talking about how the um, the scene where they spy on the foreign exchange student is problematic. And the third person, Olivia, 18 years old, saying... Problematic. It's bord- I knew the word it's problematic was going to come oh, up. Bordering on insult attitudes, the way these the guys in this film think they deserve... Okay, sex. stop. Time out. Time out. It's not bordering on incel attitudes. The entire plot is about a man who is involuntarily celibate. It's literally the plot is this dude has to get laid. Listen, do you know what happened to Hollywood when movies went from silent to talking? Prior to... Uh, sound basically there was so much more freedom in movies you were allowed to do basically anything not anything like you could it wasn't pornographic but there was a lot more freedom to have uh two a couple sitting on a bed was not super taboo right 
the minute they were able to speak, basically what grew into the MPAA came in and said, we're going to have standards. And they started setting these rules. And it was shit like you couldn't have somebody who appeared white, um, you know, who was black, but was the wrong shade of black next to somebody who was black. You had to make them darker. So they would start painting black dudes darker so that they could be in the same frame of celluloid as other black people. Like you couldn't have a man and a woman sit on a bed together. There were all these rules about decency, but it was like uh, right wing Christian decency. Mm -hmm. We're just dealing with the same shit. Inverted. It's just left wing progressive decency where they have demands about decency and you will conform. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's the horseshoe theory, man. They think they're on opposite ends, but they're really right. It's next whoever's to each in other. power. Yeah. Whoever's in power will do this. Like, I don't put it past anyone. I don't want the right wing decency. Yep. I don't want the left wing decency. But whatever group has power yep. is going to dictate this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's the old cliche. Uh, you know, whether it's a left boot or a right boot, doesn't matter if it's on your neck. Right. You know, and that's that's the truth of it. The what the difference thing now is that I do think. You're seeing people understand the, the the manipulation, and that the if you use the term art or whatever, it, it's it's being neutered. And there's a whole group of people that are going out of their way. You talked about Tim Dillon before; they're going out of their way to find people who aren't, you know, that. You know, I think that there's a, a great opportunity for the next, you know, Kevin Smith or the next person who's willing to put his own money up there, make his own thing, get his own troop of people together and say, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to make cool shit. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to make cool shit. And then that guy will make a ton of money because he makes the only cool shit left. And then everybody's going to become that guy. It's going to be Eminem all over again. It'll be, we're kind of like in the, you're a little young with the hair metal. Hair metal, everything was so corporate. Everybody was Van Halen. And then, you know, Seattle was just like, nah, fuck this. Right. We're going grunge. We're going grunge. Yeah, nothing glamorous. Nothing. And then three years later, everything's grunge. Right. You know, everything's NWA. You know, you talk about things are different. Yeah, hip-hop from uh, the early early 80s was what? Like, I'm going outside. I'm going to get a Coke and, you know. (laughs) Next thing you know, NWA is like, hey, fuck your moms. If she's listening to this, fuck her mom too. All right. (laughs) One of them bitches called the cops on me, and here's a dope beat while I smoke some weed. Like, right. can you imagine mothers when they first heard that coming out of their son's speakers on cassette? What the f- yeah. You know? It, no, I remember how uh, condemned 2 Live Crew got. Like, 2 Live Crew got pilloried. For, for butt cheeks. For butt cheeks. Yeah. For me so horny. And, you know, now I my kids will put on songs while I'm in the car, and I'm like, what the f- <laughs> What the fuck is this? How can you play this with your dad? Why are they twerking at Baby Shark? This is weird. It's (laughs) insane. I mean, yeah. I mean, WAP. It's crazy. 150 million views in two days. It's crazy. (laughs) Literally talking about wet-ass pussy. Yeah. No song has ever intimidated me more in my life. I listened uh, to that song, and every girl that knew the lyrics to that song or singing very loud was like, there is nothing I can do to please you. There is literally nothing I can do. There's what now? Get a get a bucket and a mop? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I do not have the capacity to no. there's uh, this is out I of really my league. It. it sounds like a lot of work <laughs> to me. Dude, that's yeah. cardio, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather play pickleball. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, it's you know, but I mean, so now you've been in it for thirty years now? Thirty years, yeah. You know, 
what what do you want to make next? I mean, what what is it that at this point of you you know you've done enough for them? If you want to do for you, like what what projects do you want to work on? Uh, you know, I'm doing a TV series now, um, which probably won't start airing until next year. I've got a number of movies coming out, and I'm I'm basically like, um, you know, a- acting is my job that's what i do for a living but i've kind of become more interested in talking about health and fitness and weight loss because i feel like i personally can have a bigger impact on people who are struggling with that so Mm. that's really what i'm interested in doing interesting excuse me that's so the first act was you becoming an actor the second act is you acting and now the third act is you being yourself yeah it's pretty cool man yeah i mean i I, I don't have, like, a bucket list of performances. You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to play Ignatius Riley. I wanted somebody to make the uh, a movie version of the book, um, A Confederacy of Dunces. Like, I, I, I really wanted that for a, a moment in time. And then I got too old, and I, did, I wasn't heavy enough anymore. And so I gave that up. I, I, th- I still think somebody like... Um, Stavros Halkius would be insane mm. if, if they got their shit together and made that movie. Stavros yeah. Halkius would be insane. He's a, he's a beast. He's very funny. He's incredible. Very funny. What's the book? Uh, Confederacy of Dunces. They, by the way, they've been trying to make this book for 30 years really? into a movie. Yeah. Mm. And just keep failing. Uh, yeah. Now the first word's problematic, so they won't be able to make it at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, that movie's what? Canceled. Yeah. So I want to I wanna talk about, uh, you know, your transformation and, uh, you know, the, the health food and stuff like that. Um, before we transi- transition there, um, I want to touch on one more thing with the movies. Yeah. So you said you have a bunch coming out. Is there a fa- like a, some one that you're most excited about that's that's coming out? Um, and what is your your favorite role that you've played so far? If you could pick a favorite, strangely, my favorite role that I played so far is from the Hulu TV show called Chance. Chance, yeah, it's we did two seasons. Uh, me and Hugh Laurie, it was Hugh I think Laurie. it was awesome. Yeah, um, but in the when the second season came out was when the handmaid's tale came out and the handmaid's tale was so popular that they were kind of like well we can't afford both these shows <laughs> chances going away and gotcha. the handmaid's tale became Hulu's uh, big hit okay that's fine we got to do 2 years of it and it and it's great um what was the other question um, what, what, what that you have coming, have coming out coming that out? you're excited about um, yeah, movies, TV shows. There's this movie that uh, comes out in June called God is a Bullet that is uh, really, really dark and um, hopefully awesome. I haven't seen it, but I got I was like uh, covered in tattoos head to toe and and they actually added a, a my uh, like a fake like. I don't know what it's called. That's got to be fucking fun. extension. Like a, that's beard be extension. Beard nice. extension. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, super yeah. biked up. Yeah. That's that has to be fun to go to work every day and like literally transform. That's got to yeah. be like that's playing dress up. That's got to be yeah, the cool awesome. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what the, I, I imagine, you know, when you're talking about uh, remember the Titans getting out there and being able to play some football and being around the guys. Louis last that had to be pretty yeah. fun too, dude. What I a cast! In retrospect, what a fucking amazing cast! cast. Yeah, holy yeah. Mo- yeah, Ryan Gosling. Whatever you do for the rest of your life, I will never forget that you were an absolute liability at quarterback, <laughs> son. A liability. <laughs> yeah. That dude couldn't lock down nothing. Nah, nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was awesome. 
He was incredible. Um, I didn't get to play with them though. I was five hundred pounds. I was. I, they had stunt doubles for me oh, doing yeah? all the physical stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's so. When you when they actually had the movement, there were football players came in and all those guys, all those actors desperately wanted to and did all their own stuff. Mm-hmm. They were in there. They were playing football. They were doing stunts, getting tackled, all that. And I was just like, sign me out. Put yeah. the put the other guy in the fat suit gotcha. in for me. Oxygen. Yeah. Totally get it, man. What the fuck happened when My Name is Earl? My Name is Earl was picked up for another season. And then the, 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 the way TV works is there's a, a studio that owns the property and pays for creating the property. And then it's licensed to a network. So mm-hmm. our studio was Fox and the network was NBC. And the network is responsible for picking it up. They call and they say, we want to license the show for another year. And we were a hit. Massive. I love that show. And the network called the studio and said, we want to license the show for another year. And the studio said, well, we want more money. We want to change. We want to renegotiate our deal with you. Um, And the network basically did not respond for two weeks. And then the studio called back and said, we'll take your deal. And the network said, too late. Really? The show was canceled. Yeah. Why? And no other network decided they wanted to come in? And There was almost going to be like a 10-episode thing on TBS, and then that fell apart. And it, and it's just... I, I, out, of, out of all, I, Firefly, the community came together and, and got that one tied up. I mean, you had community. The, people came, the, com, the community community came together. Now they're having another movie. Is there any hope whatsoever for My Name is Earl to actually... I have no hope. Oh, that sucks. I, you know, Greg Garcia has mentioned it to me a couple of times. And is like, would you do it? I said, I've always said, yeah, of course. Um, but then when he broaches it, Greg Garcia created the show. Sure, when sure. he takes it to studios to talk about it, there's no interest from them. That saddens me deeply. Yeah. That saddens me. When people ask, like, what we're big Sopranos fans. When people ask, what is the most frustrating final episode of a series? And some people say Sopranos. Some For me, it's always My Name is Earl. Really? It's the most frustrating. Well, because, I mean, it wasn't meant to be the series finale, no. right? No. You know, and, and... And we had been guaranteed another season. That's why it was left on. Like, Greg Garcia is a yeah. great guy. He never would have. And the finale that he had planned was awesome. It was incredible. Are we allowed to talk about sure. it? Sure. What What was gonna? Who, who's all right? Was Earl the father? That I, I that I don't know, and that's kind of irrelevant. That was the cliffhanger the great created, but the finale was going to be Earl. You know, in the course of crossing off his list, there was going to be an episode where somebody shows up at our motel door, wherever, finds us at the bar, and starts to make amends to Earl for something. And Earl's like, "What are you doing?" And the guy's like, "Well, I have this list." And I gotta, I fucked you over, whatever, and I have to make up for it. And Earl's like, holy shit, he has a list too. Where'd you, how'd you figure out the list? And the guy says, well, I talked to, this guy told me about it, so I learned it from this guy. And Earl goes back and finds all these people who have lists, who are out there trying to do good, and it all comes back to him. He was like the the beginning the catalyst. of the wow. yeah. Oh, man. Well, it would have been an awesome, awesome episode. Wow. 
We got to get a Kickstarter wow. together. So how much money do we need to raise uh, just for one more episode here? What do you figure? I think it was back then. This is 15 years ago. It cost $2 million an episode to make. <laughs> Oof. What's this Mickey Gall right what here. What ballpark we play in here? <laughs> what do we need? That's, what is that, about three? That's three rounds for this guy. Yeah. He's good to go, man. We just make the check out to uh, Jason Lee, is it? Or yeah. <laughs> Man, that would have been sick. We need a TV movie. That's all. We need the I entourage. Agree. We need 90 minutes. It would be awesome. Have to put a bone. What do you yeah, think right? it is about? And then definitely let's get into, you're right, let's get into to, um, you know your journey. But what do you think it is about the human mind, the human brain, where we have to get the end of the story. You know how many times I've been watching something, that like you were just watching something, and I thought it was terrible, you thought it was terrible, and I had something to do, but I sat there because I had to see how the episode ended. Like, I, there's something in, in me that, you know, I have to know how this ends. And it's actually it's, what kills me about series. Right. I miss movies, because now I watch something, it piques my interest, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm here for 30 hours. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I have to see it through to the end. Like, I need to know, no matter I, I, how, much I, I, how much I hate it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I do not have that problem. I'm out. <laughs> you bet. I just yeah, I get out. Yeah, what what are you talking about? I, I gotta I, sit there. And I have spend to hours of, of misery. Yeah, no way. People have been uh, DMing me. I guess after our last episode, they're like, "You definitely have ADHD. Everything you're describing is like clinical ADHD." Right, like with the procrastination. Yeah, that shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that, now this, I think, is gonna be another. You think so? Yeah, That's gonna be another, another uh, little check in wall. the another check in the box. The yeah. online therapists have diagnosed you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good point. Good yeah. point, Ethan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm morbidly obese and I have ADHD. Right. Yeah. I'm a narcissist and nobody's claimed that one yet. That <laughs> right. one's like it's like staring at you yeah. people. Come on, what the fuck? <laughs> How dare you miss narcissism? <laughs> How dare you yeah. miss? They're not my paying enough attention. I am a narcissist and proud. <laughs> I am. I'm a sociopathic narcissist. Every breath you breathe is a gift I grant you. <laughs> yeah, no, which is something a good I really face feel. to make that statement with a little eyebrow raise. It's <laughs> called acting. Yes, learn it. Yeah. Uh, this is distracting. I definitely might have ADHD. For sure. <laughs> so, Ethan, tell us a little bit about your transformation, man. You just said you were over 500 pounds. 550. Woo. Yeah. Now I look at you with the freaking chest, bro. Um, I, I got sober in 2001. And, okay. And then about a year later, I... I just was like, I don't want to be this heavy anymore, you know? And so I started dieting. So you were at 550 in 2001? Yes. I was at 550 for sure. That was your in peak? In 2001. That was my peak. Yeah. Tremendous, dude. Yeah. And then uh, about a year later, I was flying to do a movie in Romania. And I was just miserable, man. You know, like... Um, I was so uncomfortable all the time. And to get to Romania, you had to fly to uh, Frankfurt. And then there was always a long stopover. And it's a massive airport. And I would dread how much I'd have to walk to get mm. to the gate in Frankfurt. And I was just sick of it. And I went on a diet. And I, di I dieted basically for 20 years. You know? Mm -hmm. It was a long time. And I gained weight and lost weight and gained weight and lost weight. I never... I got down below... 500 pounds and I never went back above that but in there I went from 450 to 200 back up to 400 you know I, okay it was so a you lot did you bounce fluctuated oh, yeah. a lot yeah. there yeah. okay now what was what are some of your uh to share with the people some of like your tenants like your healthy eating like principles that you stick by that keeps you on track the thing that changed 
radically for me, and I've now maintained my weight since like 2017. So the 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 biggest change was that I kept thinking about diets as uh, the diet is the solution, weight loss is the solution, and really that's just like a, a single tool in the, in a much larger scheme to change my life and. Mm-hmm. Changing my life and considering that this is something that I'll be dealing with forever has made it so much easier because I'm not expecting this to end. Does that make sense? Like I have, to, I had to find a way to reformat my life so that I was happy living this way forever. Okay. So nothing's too extreme. Um, you know, I tried, like I had this idea for a long time, like if I just don't eat carbs, I'll lose all the weight. Not true. Right. Um, and then when you eat carbs, you gain so much weight. A lot of it's water. And my relationship with food had to radically change. I couldn't eat for comfort. I couldn't eat for celebration or when I was down. I stopped um, compulsively eating and binge eating and eating, you know, in the middle of the night for no reason. Like there were, a, I stopped eating in secret. Like there were a lot of those things that I think sure. were far more beneficial to me long-term than going on a diet. Uh, and I think that there's not, it can't be overstated the sobriety aspect of that too, because no matter how uh, productive you are, when you get a couple beers in you, you know, and then it's like, oh, fuck it, I'll have the burger. Yeah, you know, sure. Yeah, so that's the your inhibitions. Come out. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that is your inhibitions, you know. Um, and, I, you know, what, what resonates with me, what you said, because I've, I've, I've struggled with it as, as well very, very deeply, is the not You were up to almost, almost four bills, right? Knocking right on the door. Yeah. Knocking right on the door, yeah. After being a pro athlete at 225. Mm-hmm. And, again, you know, when you do lose the weight, you know, uh, if you're not losing it fast enough or if you are dieting and restricting yourself and you are working out and you're not seeing the results in the mirror, there there can be a moment where you're just like, man, fuck this. Yeah. Fuck this. You know, I am unhappy. At le- You know, I, I, I don't like what I'm eating. Uh, I'm angry. I, I'm I'm restricting myself. Everybody else is eating. Why the fuck aren't they gaining weight? I'm eating what they're eating. I'm eating less, and you get really angry, and then you're just like, "Well, screw it, man." Maybe yeah, I'm I'll not ju- going to do this. Yeah, anymore. what the hell? I you know what? I'll just be a jolly. I'll yeah. be a jolly fat guy. Yeah. You know what? I'll develop a sense of humor. People will like me anyway. Bro, by the way, it, not seeing seeing success fast enough. Getting frustrated, being miserable, doing shit that was not sustainable. Sure. Quick route to relapse. Big time. And then having success, losing all the weight, and mm. thinking that was that I was solved. Well, that's the, thing. The that's, that's, that's the other side that's where so you're brilliant. fucked too. That's so brilliant. That like changing your mentality of thinking that this has an end. There's no end right. for me. This is just that's what I do now. What I do right? now. That is yeah. such an interesting thing, man. Yeah. Because there is there is that marker where it's like, okay, I just have to be good for ninety days. You know, and I, I'm going to do yeah, this 90-day challenge. Yeah. I even had it where I would go, like, because I did keto for a while, mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and I lost weight on keto. But the thing is, is the whole selling point is, like, you don't have to actually track what you eat. As long as you eat primarily fats and proteins and you, you your carbs are limited to, like, under 50 grams a day. I even went down to under 25 grams a day and was eating vegetables, you know, like three sprigs of broccoli yeah. as, as though it was a vitamin supplement. Mm-hmm. There comes a point where you're not losing weight anymore because you're overeating fucking steaks. Well, yeah. 
That's you the, can so overeat steak. You know I, what I mean? Sure. I have a great friend, Ronnie Lubbisher. Um, Lubbisher's Burning Blast out in Jersey. who has been a you know a uh, a trainer and a nutritionist for the stars. He's an amazing guy, and he hates the keto stuff. He's like, listen, you go keto, you're going to lose weight. You go no carb, you're going to lose weight because probably right now, over seventy percent of your calories are carbohydrate or sugar. So by cutting them out, you're going to be cutting out 70% of your calories immediately. And then your body's going to be in this calorie restriction, and you're going to lose weight. And then eventually, you're going to get used to eating like that, and you're going to get hungry. Right. And now, you're going to start eating a lot of steak and a lot of avocado. And the next thing you know, you're back up to 5,000 calories a day, which is the fucking problem. Right. You're not burning but off. But it's all fat. Now, it's all, now all your calories are fat. The other thing is, for every gram of carbohydrates you eat, your body stores three to four grams of water because that's how they get the glycogen into your muscle. Interesting. So you could quit eating carbohydrates and jump to 5,000 calories a day in mostly fat Mm. and actually gain fat and lose weight on the scale because you're purging your system of water. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So It's not ideal. It's Well, look, if somebody is more successful at restricting what they eat mm-hmm. through eating low carb, then fine. But if you have to lose 300 pounds, which is what I had to lose, yeah. and you're sold on this thing that says, like, you never have to be responsible for the amount that you eat. You just have to get rid of this one macronutrient. Mm-hmm. There will come a point, if you're anything like me, where you're overeating fat. And overeating fat... <laughs> will make you fat Mm -hmm, so it's just this kind of like i think the way keto is sold is misleading to a lot of people is that uh, is that why you see so often somebody will lose a ton of weight and then have a a a cardiac activity you know there's people i know that have gone you know they've done the bypass surgery or they've, they've done this extreme dieting they've lost a ton of weight and then they have a, you know, they have a heart attack. And, uh, you know, it's, it's in, I'm not a doctor. I don't want to speculate. But you're not just losing water. You're losing all these minerals and everything as well. You're depleting your body. Uh, it has to be, if you're adding all that fat, it has to be stressful. I, I don't. That I, I don't know. There's so many, um, so many studies that are basically contradictory to each other about what's healthier long term. The bottom line is. I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to lose fat, specifically fat. And I wanted to get down to a a weight that I was really happy with. And I could never do it with keto because I was eating too much. So when I would stop losing weight on keto, I'd then start restricting my food on keto. So I'm now eating just smaller portions and smaller. So I was basically doing keto and calorie counting to continue losing weight. And it came to a point where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? The whole reason I'm doing keto is because I don't have to worry about how much I eat. That's a lie at a certain point. Mm -hmm. Maybe immediately in the beginning at 500 pounds, if you quit eating carbohydrates, you'll lose weight. But I would challenge anybody that they're going to get all the way to their desired weight and not have to be responsible for the amounts that they're eating at yeah. some point. Mm. What's um, When I was gaining weight, I, I swear to God, dude, it was like a blur. I, I woke up one day and I, there was a picture someone posted of, of me and, and her online. And I was like, who the fuck is that? That's me? You know, like there, and then after that, like I looked at the scale, and then I didn't look at the scale for like another year and a half. I just, you know, I'd work out. I want to work out. I'd be on the road. I'd be drinking like a fish, and 
you, it just it happened so fast. And the question I got all the time was, how'd you let it get there? How'd you let it get that bad? Especially from guys that were like ex-teammates and stuff. How, now, meanwhile, on the way there, nobody ever said anything. Nobody ever said, you know, like, hey, what's going on here? Like, and I, I guess they'd, they'd think it was mean or, you know, maybe it would be mean or whatever. But It's, it's touchy. It is touchy. T- oh, it's one. Th- if you, oh. you don't want to insult, like you know, a good, like a good friend, yeah, so like has, has to say something, even though it can be like difficult. Listen, yeah, right? my closest friends had multiple interventions f- with with me you, yeah, about oh, drugs, about uh, drugs. Okay, and only one of them sat me down once or twice and was like, "I'm really concerned. I have this." Nutritionist, I'd love you to go see him. I'm paying for everything. Everything's That's taken care of. That's a good friend. Of. How'd yeah. you react to it? I, I went and did it. Mm-hmm. And I lost, uh, you know, I think that time I lost like 40 or 50 pounds. But I was doing it for my friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even when I would get sober after these interventions, I was doing it for them. And I'd have relapses. So I I think it's tough to sell people on stuff. I think it. I think the, the success I've seen is when somebody has a decision for themselves and goes, I'm done doing this. Mm-hmm. And then goes to people and goes, help me. Can you help it's me? It's kind of like that same thing with, uh, like, with like drug addiction where you get hit rock bottom. Like you can't, you're fit. You can want someone to stop like, you know, doing drugs and stuff, but they need to want to stop. Yeah. And but this one a little tougher cause you have to eat. You can't not, right. you can't like, if it's, it's a food addiction, you can't quit food. Like you could quit, you know, other shit. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard. You know, plus there's a social aspect to it, you know, where it not eating when everybody else is eating, like at a big dinner, a family dinner or something like that. It's akin to not drinking when everybody else is drinking. You don't yeah, want to be seen as a so. buzzkill. You don't want to, but you also like, you're very insecure about it. A lot of times you drink when you're, I don't want to speak for you. I drank. Even I get a couple of them things off yeah. of man. You know, I would drink a lot, especially after I became like self-aware of how much weight I was gaining to go out to a bar to talk to girls or something like that, I'd have to get hammered to get right. over my own insecurities, which then just exacerbated the, the problem. You know what I'm saying? I'd, I'd have to turn, you know, my inhibitions completely off. And then, you know, you keep, then the night needs to keep going, so you need to do other things to to maintain yeah. <laughs> because the body starts getting, wants to shut down. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not ready to shut down yet. There's a whole other bottle of whiskey that needs, that needs, uh, drinking yeah. you know yeah so what are what are some uh, if, if you could be a little specific i know you like and i don't like the word diet sure like even like 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 yeah when i if i say diet i mean like what do you like 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 to eat like i i don't like the way like people like like you're on a diet like no no this is just my diet this is yeah. just the way i i eat you know what is like what is your diet consist of and i also want to know when you were like at your worst, what your diet was like then too. Yeah, that um, sounds fun. He has a morbid curiosity with all things right. fat. I not nah, sounds awesome. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like a black and white anti. I don't want to be triggering now. No, no. no Listen, he's, there are he's two, very there, problematic. There are, there are two definitions to diet, and both have uses. Yeah. One is how you eat. What do you eat? Yes. That's your diet. The other is a restrictive version of what you eat in order to achieve some goal. Most typically, weight loss. They, but I, I, I know what you're saying. Like, people yeah. don't like the word calorie. It's upsetting to people. Metabolism can be upsetting to people. These are just words that express uh, an, an idea. So it's a right. way to communicate. None of these words upset me. But but um, I try, and I'm not anti-processed foods guy, but I find 
that if I eat mostly foods with one word ingredients, give rice, me some right there, a hundred percent broccoli, Love chicken. That. The majority of my diet is made up of stuff with one word. Yes, and then I will occasionally have a piece of bread, but I find that if I put fat on the bread, if I put mayonnaise on the sandwich, suddenly I could eat two sandwiches much easier. Mm-hmm. If I butter my bread, I could eat a fucking loaf of yeah, bread. If you make it taste good, you're going to want more of yeah. it. Yeah. You, you purposefully yeah. keep it a little bland. I don't... Pr- I, listen, I like spices. I like all that stuff, but I want to get the majority of my fats mm-hmm. through the protein that I eat right. and then an- ancillary fats. Like So on top of that is going to be omega-3s, Avocado is a great source of fat because it also has a ton of uh, you fuck fiber. With that, uh, avocado oil, mayo at all? I love that. I, I, I have a had, a, like, Primal makes a good yeah. avocado oil mayo. I, I have had that. Mayo for me is such a tricky thing that, like, it just makes it, it turns it into something that I feel not great about eating. So okay. good. But See, I'm very so much. Good. I'm very much so where I have to like almost like be able to justify yeah. anything I eat. Like, yeah, this is my protein. Yeah, I'm eating. You know, I'm eating rice. That's going to be good carbs. It's going to yeah. fuel my workouts. Going to replenish my glycogen. You know, vegetables. That's in a, you know that's the good nutrients. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. You know, that's like like uh, super important for me. I've seen you whip up some stuff. Uh, your trifecta. Yeah. Trifecta. Uh, yeah, you whip it up, bro. Yeah. I see you like I, your spices. I, I want it, but you're a good cook. It's it's. It, I want my. I want. Listen, I don't, by the way, I make those videos because I want people to think, like, you don't have to eat super boring, but mostly I eat super boring. The mm. majority of the time, the, the only thing I'm adding... You lie, sir. Bro, those, I, I those, mean, bi- those bison uh, burgers you made? Good. Fucking good. Ugh. You know, I, 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 uh, I always think of it like whenever you see those uh, erectile dysfunction commercials and it's like this smoke show, like 50-year-old chick and the guy are holding hands... That guy doesn't need it. That guy doesn't need Viagra. That <laughs> right. chick's smoking. Yeah. Like that, it was the same thing with food. Like if I'm eating chicken parm, I'll eat as much of that as you put in front of me. But you put, Size of a surfboard. Uh, I will eat chicken <laughs> parm the board. size of this table, tie my hands behind my back, and I will eat my way out of the room, yeah. bro. But that should, that should be a 100,000 follower challenge right there. <laughs> it's like when you put the dog food in front of the dog and it just keep eating until he dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah chicken, if this table was chicken parm, I'd eat my way through it. Fuck yeah, dude. But if it's tuna fish i'll not eat for three days i could eat tuna if you put enough mayonnaise in it i could eat tuna for fucking i could that's, eat that's, a quart of tuna that's yeah too, that's yeah. been the thing is like as i've tried to get myself into a healthier lifestyle finding foods that i that i don't hate how yeah. much weight you lost since knowing me uh 100 pounds probably fuck it and i was already probably down 30 40 50 pounds that's, that's amazing so, yeah, yeah i make tuna now with well, now I got to fight people with because lemon. You know, people get angry. Like all the time, I'll, I'll so. take a twenty ounce can of of tuna, squeeze out the water, throw some lemon on there, and then measure out a tablespoon of olive yeah. oil just so that it's not like fucking sandpaper. You know, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, that's good discipline right there. Yeah. So what? What's uh? Could you? So I have some tenants myself. I don't. Th- I don't know if we've really talked about it on, on the show. I want to hear your kind of. If you could like give me almost like a. Breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner, whatever, like kind of like your daily eating is now versus what it was. I know I, I, I want to share my tendency yeah, yeah. too. I think the best things to eat, and I'd like to hear your your uh, opinions on it too. I think you, the first things you want to do is like you want to have lean proteins. That's kind of like the, you know, that should be like the kind of the center point. That's the center point of my meals. Same. You know what I mean? Well, 100%. I'm going for like bison. I want, you know, like either like good fish. 
some like like grass fed beef, some good chicken that's not you know not hormoned up, like is some free range chicken, eggs, stuff like that. Like that's gonna be the cornerstone. Are you gonna say something? Yeah, you know, having having witnessed you, the it's not just what you eat. Your process, your daily process, is phenomenal. Your discipline is phenomenal. I mean, you get up, you're you're doing two forty minute walks a day, low low intensity cardio a day. You know, when do you even eat before noon? Um, I. I do. I, I, I eat, I eat, I have a, now, so my, my schedule is a little different after, since I got the back surgery, I get up at six, I'm in the gym working out by eight. Mm-hmm. So I go eight to 10. I've done that. I, I, the first few times I did that fasted and I, like, I used to like doing like fasted workouts. I remember Matt Brown telling me like, you're going to get more out of your workout if you eat something before it. Like he's like, that's I, scientifically I fact. Brown, yeah. That's, and that, yeah, it's true. And it's typically I, but a, I, fat, but a fact, you said? A, That's fact. a fact. Oh, a it's fact. A, like okay. it's a fact. Like if you just get some Vitargo, just get some like good simple carbs. If like you can't eat, cause I would try and eat before I'd be like, Bleh. like I feel mm-hmm. like crap, like the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Right now, and I, although I don't think it's ideal, it's what I'm, I'm working with what I got. You know, I'm a new to the getting up at 6, 6 a.m. and doing mm-hmm. the thing. I don't, I, I will do it fasted. And then at 10, I'm having a shake with like, like over 50 carbs, about 50 grams of protein, um, you know, repl- like getting some stuff in me. And then shortly after that, I, I get a meal in. Mm-hmm. And the meal consists of? What, what I was about to say. So like, uh. The lean protein, that's kind of the – that's my centerpiece. And I, I aim for about 50 grams of protein per. I think uh, we should aim for at least, like, 30, typically. Yeah. You know I mean, at least 30. Listen, sm- smaller guys who are not athletes don't have to aim for 50. My, I'm, I'm fucking gigantic. I got to aim for 50. You're an athlete. You're very concerned with your muscle mass. You yeah. got to aim for 50. Yes. I would think. Yeah, you want to – so they, they say you want to maintain and uh, and grow muscle. You want to hit your body weight in protein. Yeah. Grams. Right? Grams. Grams. Yeah. Right, not pounds. That'd be, that'd that'd be, be a hard. lot. That'd be a lot. Again, but, uh, I told this challenge. to a girl once, and she was like, there's no way I can eat 180 ounces. She thought it was ounces, oh, ounces. of protein a day. I was yeah. like, what That's the hilarious. fuck are you talking yeah. about? Well, the yeah. hardest yeah. thing about what he does, man, is the two freaking gallons of water a day. Yeah. Two That's not hard for gallons. me. I got I, I try and limit it so I don't hyperhydrate myself. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, but I feel like I'll drink sometimes three gallons, but I know I'm sweating out at least two, damn near three. Like, if I'm going hard, and I know mine's a little different. Like, um, so, like, with, with, with my diet, at least, you know, I'm, burn, I'm sometimes training two, three times a day. Sure. Um, so, I, so, the next part, like I said, the, the 50 grams of, like, good, like, protein. Typically, I, I, I like animal protein. One day, I'm going to try going uh, vegetarian when I'm older and stuff. I'm going to give it a try. But for now... I want my, you know, hard to get. I mean, fifty pound, uh, fifty grams of animal proteins or or vegetable protein. That's rough. That's that's when I don't need to don't need to maintain my, uh, you know what I mean, yeah. my my competitive spirit and all that or whatever. But uh, then I go carbs, and I think the best carbs you can have, and especially like as a performance athlete, someone who's trying to like have make gains in the gym or whatever. Um, white rice is probably like the best one. I agree. Like you do like a cup of white rice. Uh, or the next best would probably be like potatoes, yeah. like red potatoes, golden potatoes, whatever. They're they're uh, gluten free. They you know you pro- your body uh, takes it well. It gives you the glycogen. You're good. And then I think good to have a fruit, and you know if you can get a vegetable in there as well. It doesn't have to be every meal. Maybe breakfast don't need a vegetable. The other two would be nice if you can get one in there. Um, and I also think a little cheat if you like if you have a sweet tooth. Me, I'm, I'm, I can't really justify eating like sweets and stuff, so I don't really do it much. But 
sometimes I'm, I'm craving it. And I can, I, I'll just go ham on some fruit. Yeah. You know, fruit's delicious. It's like dates, dates are like candy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like dates are delicious. Like I, I'll eat, I, you know, I eat, this, I get these little applesauce packets too. Got the cinnamon in it. And the cinnamon is good because if you do have a lot of carbs, like how I need to eat a lot of carbs sometimes, it like levels out your like blood sugar. Yeah. So you don't like spike and drop. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much my thing. I go lean proteins, a uh, good carb source, rice, potatoes. You know, some pe- I, oatmeal doesn't agree with me as well, but mm. some people love oatmeal. I love oatmeal. Yeah. So a lot of people do. I, I wish I did. Um, and then, yeah, like a, a fruit. And like a vegetable a couple times a day. Yeah. I mean, that's very similar. I actually wish I ate more uh, fruits. I have to force myself to eat fruits, but I I love fruit. And my carbohydrate sources. Why do you say you have to force yourself if you you love fruit? I, I, I just don't eat it. I just don't, I just, I wind up eating rice and then go, fuck, I could have had half of that and added an apple. I wish I'd done that. And I just don't as often as I'd like. How, how much rice do you typically do? Like a cup? Cup. Yeah. Cup would be okay. a typical serving of, of rice for me. Okay. And, and I see you in the gym. You're, you know, we, we work, we work out at Barwis and I see yeah. you, you're going hard, man. But in, you, you in, need your fairness, in fairness, every time I've seen Mickey on this side of the gym, cause this is new seeing you on this side yeah. of the gym. Uh, he's always there before me in the middle of a workout and he's always there when I leave, it's still in the middle of a workout. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm always like, fuck Barely me, I'm, sweating. I'm leaving yeah. dude. I'm out of here. I'm dripping sweat. Totally. And he's in the middle of his workout still an hour and a half later. Yeah. Even worse. Like with some of the, the other pro athletes they have over there, like you're like feeling yourself like, hell yeah, man, I just hit this, just, fucking one rep max yeah and then somebody comes over and is like hey can i work in and they just like start throwing that weight yeah. around and you're like all right i gotta go somewhere else <laughs> i gotta go back to planet fitness that, 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 the way you eat though is very much how i eat like i, I assume so yeah that's i i i plan everything around my protein source so whether it's fish or chicken or lean meat any any kind of if i'm gonna eat beef it's gonna be a very lean beef like a filet is a pretty good cut of meat mm. Or if it's ground, it's going to be under ten percent fat. I really like you can get um, you can get four percent ground beef. So like it's got ninety six lean, four yeah. percent fat. That's fucking great. So you're basically eating a ground steak mm-hmm. that they haven't added fat into. Bison's got uh, I love bison. Oh, uh, me too. It's got a higher protein content per gram than beef even yeah. and and it's naturally leaner like active awesome. animals like deer and elk and you know all those like i, I feel like that's just got to be good for you if the animals like athletic and can move around Fuck, and so, you start eating I mean? some lion let's go let's get some lion lion. Lion. i bet a lion tastes terrible so bad <laughs> terrible so bad yeah but i would eat it yeah of course yeah. i mean you know you put some kitty in front of me i eat it so how it goes <laughs> not, you know i'm not there for the taste so the uh <laughs> do you think it's that people don't know what to eat guys or do you think that people I, don't 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 know? Th- I don't even know that it's listen the way i eat now if i if i added more fats if i fucking mm-hmm. drenched my rice in olive oil and added a cup of rice i could gain weight eating this food Mm -hmm. it's not hard to gain weight eating anything you can gain weight so there's like people out there now who are just like get off processed food and i'm like that's not a fucking any magic bullet that people who were my size Mm -hmm. that just go i just want to do one thing and have that one thing be the solution i think that's the problem yeah that it really requires kind of changing the way your relationship is with food and and realizing that 
any of this shit. If you eat too much of it, you're going to gain weight. You eat too much butter, you're going to gain weight. Mm -hmm. You eat too much rice, you're going to gain weight. Yes. Mm -hmm. What, what are your thoughts chicken on breast that moderation? Might be hard. Chicken yeah. breast with nothing else on it. Yeah, that, that's tough. Well, then you know what? Then if that's the case, then we're going to start the wagyu diet because you're going to run out of money before you're able to buy it. You know, get <laughs> exactly, enough of it. To... Exactly. What are your thoughts on meal prepping? I love it. Love it. I don't do it as religiously now. If I'm going away on a trip and I got a long day of travel, mm -hmm. I'm meal prepping that day because I don't like being stuck in Dallas for six hours with and being reliant on the Dallas airport or Atlanta or fucking Charlotte or gotcha. Chicago yeah. or any of these places because they'll, they'll fuck you. Um, but... They have like, a shake shack. I, I didn't meal prep for today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't meal prep today. I don't meal prep when I'm at home and mm -hmm. relaxed. Um, but I did for a long time. Yeah. There was a long time where I didn't know... You know, when I was weighing everything and measuring everything, I can eyeball a cup of rice now and feel fairly confident that it's a cup of rice. Yeah, you know, right. I'm not cheating. I'm not throwing in a cup and a half and going like, yeah, that looks right. I can eyeball. You're only cheating yourself at the end of the day with that shit. Yeah, too. but I think it's easy if you... I think it's easy to cheat yourself. Mm -hmm. I think I cheated myself for a long time. It actually feels good to cheat yourself. It's, it's you know... It's, yeah. It's like a reward... You know, yeah. See, well, I I know I have to like when I have to make weight. Like right now, I'm waking up at like 206 pounds, but I fight at 170. So when I Fuck. get in, when I get into into that, you know, and I I only weigh that number for like less than an hour, you know. But I know if when I'm doing my, um, like when I'm in in that part uh, that stage where I'm trying to lose weight, and I'm I I'm eyeballing shit and making sure it's like just one cup. I know if I cheat myself there, I'm yeah. gonna pay for it at the end. Yeah. I'm gonna have to put extra time in in the sauna or in the whatever. And I'm gonna have to put literal like pain in. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think it's kind of easy, maybe not to cheat myself from that standpoint. You know what I but mean? But you have you're, a brass ring to a chain. You can't overstate that you have the brass ring. You're, you're also for. Mickey. You're an athlete. You're yeah, a pro right. fucking professional athlete. Mm -hmm. Like if we look at the 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 physical shape of America. You're the top zero 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 one percent. Yeah, I just I read uh, I, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't I didn't want to gas you up too much, but I read maybe three days ago that you are more likely, like five times more likely in your life to have a million dollars in your bank account than you are to have a six pack. Right. <laughs> You're five times more likely to be an actual liquid millionaire than yeah, you are to have that's a six insane. pack. Insane. Yeah, that's pretty fucking wild. Yeah. When you put it that way. Um, wow, that's a great stat. I like that. But the, know that. the the big thing is that your discipline is what makes you who you are. And for a lot of people, it's such a negative, negative, negative thing. And you are your own worst enemy. And you you have so much self-hatred that you don't feel like you're cheating yourself. You just feel like, this is who I am. I'm a fucking loser. And that's how you get by. Uh, that's yeah. th th that extra rice, that feeling of fullness. That It's a fucking serotonin. Yeah. That's, nobody's complimenting you. Nobody's telling you how good looking you are. Nobody's fucking being like you're the man. You know, like it's you go. You'll go months without people even looking at you like fucking. Oh, it must like be they so, want you around. So hard. <laughs> it, it is. It's not. It's not. Especially when you've been there and you're used to people liking you and having you around, and then you notice it going away. Yeah. You don't. You don't stop wanting that validation. It's addicting. Right. You know. So then you 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 find other ways to get it. And my why I asked about the meal prepping was when I was. 
in the minors, I would meal prep. Yeah. And I had that discipline, and I, I never even thought twice about it. It was easy. And then when it came time to lose weight, and I was like, I'll just do what I did last time, it was such a pain in the ass to me that I was like, fuck this. I'd rather be fat. Yeah. And, and there's people I've talked to about meal prepping, and I tell them this, and, I, and I'm not giving anybody free promotion on this or whatever. If meal prepping is the hurdle for you, and you know you need to do it, Buy the meal service. Sure. You have to make this process as easy for yourself as possible. Remove as many of these potential hurdles. Sure. Move as many of these stop signs that you give yourself as you can. There's meal prep services you can, like, kind of put, like, the macros you're looking for, like, this much carbs, this much uh, protein, this yeah. much fat. And, they, you know, they can have that. And you just got to stick to that. My I'll boy, Phil, my boy Phil Heath them. put me on the one, and I've been on it for three months. And it, it can't make my life easier. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say I've... In the past, even done meal prep and then wound up with, at the end of a week, a refrigerator full of containers because I just wasn't eating. Happens all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, somebody wants to do this, somebody wants to do that. Yeah. And then you get mad that I just I just put $200 down the drain. Right. Yeah. I, th- I still think any of these things are tools and they're great tools. If you, if you are better at um, controlling what you eat by eating low carb, Great, that's a tool. If you are better at controlling what you eat by meal prep, great, that's a tool. Mm-hmm. But if your relationship with food yeah. and your habits and behaviors are not being really investigated, yeah. I just I just think that's why we see so much failure and so much r- repeat visits to diets. I thought cocaine would be a tool. Right. It could be. It could be. It was not. <laughs> it was it was very very Got fat on cocaine. Fatter. Fat, me and Chris <laughs> Farley. Way, so did people. I. No, no. So did hey, I. Hey, yeah. it's an exclusive club. Yeah, me, you, you and go. Chris Farley. I like it, man. Yeah, R.I.P. the goat, man. But yeah, I, I, that that was the part of it I couldn't believe. I was like, yeah. how, am I the only Bro, one? I was doing it? cocaine and heroin and gaining all the weight because at the end of the night, uh, the last feeling I At needed, the same time? Oh, uh, yeah. The last That's feeling, actually what killed Belushi, man. Yeah. What do they call that? They call Speedball. Yeah, man. I wanted the feeling, I wanted to eat myself into a state of oblivion. So I would do drugs, and I wouldn't eat around people, and then I'd stop at a fast food place. I knew all of them. There was a Wendy's, there Mm. was a Jack in a Box, a Carl's Jr., and a McDonald's for 24 hours. Or there was this place called Astro Burger, which was open till 4 a.m. So I knew where I could go when the clubs ended at L.A. at 2 and I would buy enough food for six people mm. and go home and ruin my high by eating myself into a new high. Mm. Have you ever done, and this might this this will pique your fat guy curiosity, have you ever gone to just order one thing from three different fast yeah, food places? Yeah, for sure. Have you ever made, have yeah. you ever got like the fries at McDonald's are so much better, but I want, I want the Dave's Double. 100%. So I'm going to go to this place, then I'm going to go to this place, and then... I can't go home without a crunch wrap supreme. No, no, it's I, right here. I used to be super into uh, Del Taco. I don't know if they have Del Taco mm-hmm. out here, but Del Taco had these cheeseburgers. And something about the Del Taco cheeseburger I loved. So I'd go and get Del Taco cheeseburgers, but then I loved the curly fries at Jack in the Box. So uh, I would go there. Yeah, 100% solid. I've done that. And you could get a Giro sandwich at yep. fucking Astro Burger at For 3 sure. o'clock in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Mm. So what, what was the typical uh, b- before your... Uh your tr- your transformation. What would be like a t- like a typical day? Like you'd start off with. I I I don't think I ate crazy throughout the day. I think it was that end of the night. It was kinda. that end of the night. Um, 
but I, I just always overeat, you know? Yeah. I, I, I get, I'm, I'm, I'm a Gavone myself. Like I, I, I overeat as yeah. well. Like I'll, I, I know that, you know, eating until you're, you're full and then even pushing that a little far. Yeah. I mean, know? if you are as regimented as you are and being an athlete, I think you, you, you know what it is to have to be responsible for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Michael Phelps is famously does the nine thousand calories with all that stuff, and you know, yeah, eating pizzas and ham sandwiches, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fucking four hundred pancakes. He's, and, he's yeah. burning, <laughs> you know, you know. I, I I think when it comes to that sort of stuff too, you know, you get the idea that everybody is the same and everybody's body processes things the same, and you know that that's kind of what I I hope I get from AI here soon. All I want the you know, and I, I'm as anti government as it gets, and I'm skeptical about you know centralized technology, but if they have something that's going to regulate my blood sugar and tell me exactly what to eat and when to eat it, I'm going to get that shit injected tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I just want it to say, like, right here, it's going to be like, eat three pairs, you know, spike your insulin, you not, you need 90 cows. And I'm just going to be like, all right, cool. That's it. Yeah. That's what I want. I, you know, I tell Mickey all the time when we're talking about some, like, serious stuff about is this world a simulation and, you know, Elon Musk thinks it's a simulation. And I'm sitting here going, it better fucking not be. Because if this is a simulation and they fucking they took my metabolism away at fucking thirty two, what the fuck? Whoever made this simulation sucks. Yeah. This simulation sucks. Whoever the gate, whoever the programmer of this thing is, is a bitch. It's what the fuck, you know? Like what the hell? I think about when I think about like the the major religions. I think that they all seem like they were positing a simulation too. You know? Well, why I mean? do you say that? Like there's a soul. And the soul is trapped in this body. It's just a meat simulation. Yo, that's fucking wild. Uh, I looked into Omri sent us something about, uh, what was it, the basilisk? What was it, Omri? It was Roku's basilisk. Roku's basilisk. And I looked into it, and that is trippy, man. And the elevator pitch on that is that eventually AI will get to the point where there's a singularity. There's a there's a one AI to rule them all. And that AI, the first thing it will do, will look at every other AI and therefore the humans who coded those AIs as, how come you didn't make me? Right. And it'll become a... Uh, and I went, when I read that, it's weird that you said religion because when I read that, what flashed in my mind immediately was... I am the Lord your God. There are no other gods above me. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. This is the literal first commandment. Yeah. You know, let there be no other gods. I am God. You know, every other God is a false idol. I'm like, this is fucking wild, man. And then it goes on. You know, can can it possibly be that AI, we, we created AI and then AI became the God that created us? Like, is that what's going on here? Maybe it all it all works. It could all be real. So whatever that AI is that created carbohydrates, fuck that AI. <laughs> That's what I want to say here. I must give the people sweet. <laughs> Chat GPT can suck my dick. I found Chat GPT to be wrong quite a bit. Yeah, it's been. It, I think it's being programmed specifically to be. Uh, it, it's it's manipulative. Yeah, uh, they've admitted as much that you know they came out. But even objectively wrong, I asked yeah. Chat GPT questions about myself, mm-hmm. and it's been wrong. It has gotten shit way wrong. And then I say to it, like, "You're wrong. This is incorrect. Where are you getting this data?" Oh, and it does a whole. It has a whole apology thing that it's given me. Yeah, it apologizes now. Wait till it's in control, and then it's gonna be like, <laughs> yeah. "Hey." 
Remember when you chastised me? Even? Yeah. You know, remember when I was on the phone with you and you yeah. was it just you getting its information from the internet and that's probably incorrect information out there? I mean, that, that's what it says. It's like an information aggregator type of a thing. Right. And, yeah. and how much on the internet is truly accurate? Right. I mean, even Wikipedia has issues with accuracy. Well, more yeah. and more so that it's being, you know, there are entire farms of propagandists that are out there manipulating right. it's all just in people real time. fucking shitting out th- yeah. words onto the, the internet that that's been one of the wildest talk about thought exercises that's been one of the wildest things about the last three years for me is that there's two things that we've talked about this on the podcast before is the first one is everything i've been right about or other people have been right about the people who got mad at me for being right are now mad at me for pointing out that the, their people were wrong. I've had a weird it's, experience where the people who were initially mad at me about the way I felt about something, mm-hmm. because I, I think a lot of the time it is difficult to be right or wrong, are still doubling down on their position. 100%. It's just, they've just kind of changed the way they're looking at it, but yeah. they're still holding on and to it. And they are also taking, that's a great point, they're, put, they're taking some weird moral high ground where it's like, you know, I was wrong, but for the right reasons. Right, right, right. You were right. For the wrong reasons, and that matters. Yeah. No, it fucking doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know. And the other side of it too is how much that, and we've talked about this. How much has been flat out wrong in the news? Yeah. over the last two years. Sure. And then you think about history, going back thousands of years. What the fuck? And we're supposed to take that as one hundred percent gospel that that stuff is the truth that happened as it happened. We we don't even know what happened yesterday. We can't get the we can't get the truth out. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing might be on a foundational lies. Yeah, I think there there are a lot of foundations of a lot of lies out there that we're operating on for mm. sure. Is there uh, is there a, a movie where you had a fight scene in it? Have you been in a fight scene outside of you know holding somebody over a uh, <laughs> right over, over a, a ledge? Yeah, um, like a proper fight scene. Yeah, yeah, I've done fight scenes. Yeah, yeah. What do you think when you see fight scenes in movies, Mick? Are you like... It depends. It are, depends. Are you like, this is, this is legit? Or are you just like, guys, guys, stop. Guys. What are we I doing mean, I've, se- I've, I've seen some legit ones. I feel like it's getting kind of more legit. Getting too, better and better? You know? Yeah. Are there, there, there are fight coordinators on set, I would imagine, right? Is this choreographed? Or? Yeah. I, I will say that for this TV show, I said it was my favorite job, Chance. Um, I was playing a character that was based on a real guy. And this real guy, his job in life is to teach tier one special forces dudes how to fight with knives. Holy shit. He is considered an egg, edged weapon subject matter expert by the U.S. government. Mm. And he teaches, you know, Navy SEALs, but also... Dev grew, which is SEAL Team 6. Like, he teaches Delta. He teaches, like, he goes in and he says, like, you're great with your gun. Now, here's what happens if you need to kill somebody with a knife. Here's how you use it. And he, they got him to do the stunt coordination for a, a movie with Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio Del Toro called The Hunted. Did you see that? I actually did see that. That was a very Where good movie. doing a bunch yeah. of knife fighting. 
And so I was playing him. So he came in and helped us with a lot of the fight scenes mm-hmm. we do in that show. I always think of Benicio Del Toro as Brad Pitt with a tilde. Sure. Is that, is that fair? <laughs> yeah. It's like Benicio Del Pitt. The, uh, when you look, look they even look kind of similar. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. They look in the face. It's like it's Brad Pitt with a tilde. What do you, when you watch a movie, and is there a fight scene that sticks out to you that you think is like, man, that, that's legit, that's real? No, not not this stands out, but not because it wasn't, just because, I don't know. Is there anything that, like, sticks out to you when you're watching people fight where you're like, no, don't do that. No, no, that's not how it goes. <sighs> Man, nothing really sticks out. If I saw it, I'd be able to say it, but uh, not that, like, off the top of my head, no, I can't really. I'm trying to think, man. Nah, I, not, that I, not that I could think of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've seen like some like stuff where you're like okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like uh, like, like the power bomb from Kurt Angle in uh, in Warrior. I feel like you were liking say, the movie up to that very moment. That's n- not really, man. That's the thing. <laughs> I, watching like the MMA movies, almost all of those, I'm like, nah, <laughs> nah zero. Nah. Yeah. yeah, those are yeah. They're always like a, like a little like corny, a little extra dramatic, but then also like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I wish I could get it. I wish there was one, but I it, it makes sense. Like I said, that movie Whiplash, like the drumming movie. I, I love that movie, mm-hmm. but I hear drummers hate that movie. Really? Yeah. So I, it, it it makes sense. You know what I mean? It's uh, like, I think it's it's not for me. Bull Durham is one of the best baseball movies of all time, and Tim Robbins is one of the single worst pitchers in the history of film or cinema. I mean, that <laughs> right. was unreal. Yeah. That was like yeah. that was like Chat GPT. Yeah. Like was a pitcher. Like it was like all right, you've never <laughs> seen baseball in your life. This is what a wind up is, and then there you go, CGI. I love Interstellar, but I imagine if I was an astrophysicist and mm-hmm. I was watching that movie, I'd be really bothered. Yeah. yeah. Neil, you know Neil deGrasse I mean? Tyson, I think, ripped that apart. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, like that. Great. Yeah. I don't want to hear his critique. Of well, that. well, yeah. Well, you've heard that too about Star Wars, where like you know, scientists are like, you know, there's no sound in space, and they roll their eyes, and it's like, what the fuck? It's a movie, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's do 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 do. Yeah, you can't you can't knock away you know lasers with with a fucking laser sword either. It's a cool movie, man. Right. Like I like that stuff. The suspension and disbelief stuff I like. What I don't like is you know Mickey Ward having losses he didn't have in real life and wins he didn't have and making that into a movie while the guy's still alive. Why are we doing that? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like no. you're retconning a real guy's life. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, <laughs> that's the stuff that drives me out of my mind, man. Like, you know, even in your movie, uh, uh, remember the Titans, apparently kind of didn't go down that way. Apparently. Yeah, I, I'm sure none of it went down that way. Yeah, apparently nobody kind of like liked that character. They didn't like the guy. The guy was like a jerk, you right. know. And, and I've coach heard that Boone? too. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, coach, yeah, coach was coach Boone was like, yeah. And and the guy who played the asshole white guy who ends up learning his lesson at the he end. He was the nice one. He was like the real guy. He was like, "No, we got to bring these guys in and Oh, wait, and the, the guy uh who is Gary Pertier's friend and then he then he what he no, like, the no, the coach, the coach. Will Patton. Oh, okay. The white right, coach. Right. He had the yeah. little blonde dog. Yost. Yes, correct. Coach Yost. Correct. Yeah. Yost, yeah. 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 So it's like all that stuff drives me out of my mind. You know, with uh, Molly's game is another one. Everybody loves Aaron Sorkin, everything he does. And I'm just sitting here going, like, there's nothing. There's literally nothing Molly Bloom does not know for a fact, a 100% fact in that movie. And the the idea that, like, nobody would would take her as a as a client it's it's complete fucking fiction she had a team of 11 lawyers like immediately uh, like that that's the shit it just drives me out of my mind i don't understand why i get movie magic or whatever but like we're retconning real fucking events that yeah. that to me is just lying well i did another movie based on true events called uh, deep water horizon 
And that, I will say, we went out of our way to portray everything that happened exactly as it happened. The the people's family were on set. We were talking to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's sick. That's not typical. So do you think it's more careless that people, or is there just being, like, well, cut th- in corners? I or? think it goes back and forth. One is, like, you got to make a compelling movie, and mm-hmm. reality isn't always conducive to a compelling movie. Fair. And so... You know, you're going to hire Denzel Washington. He, you're not, you're going to make him the hero. Have to. He's not going to be the dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and if he is the dick, he's got to come around in the end. But that's not the story. The story is, he's the really good coach that leads this team. Like, that's the story. That he couldn't get a job. Finally, he gets the job. Mm-hmm. There's pushback. Like, that's a better story than we brought this dude and he was a fucking asshole. True. You know, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Totally fair. Is there a movie that you were offered the role for, the Chaz Palminteri thing we were over, that you turned it down, and then in retrospect you were like, fuck? Well, yes. Um, yeah. I mean, not quite fuck. There were two, two instances of this. Um, uh, there was a movie made called uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I love that movie. Awesome movie. Big movie. That I was going... I was... Uh, the main guy in that no and then i thought that was an ethan suplex no no i wasn't in it i wasn't in it no no no, no. i was going to be i know when i when i watched it i was like this is an ethan suplex role yeah and then i got alan you you were alan uh tudyk's guy friend yeah yeah um and the actor who did it's awesome he did great he's a buddy of mine but like I went and did My Name is Earl. My Name is Earl happened, and then I fell out of the movie, and I wished I had fought a little bit harder to make the schedules work. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I had any power over that at the time. Um, And then I saw the movie, and I was like, fuck, I really wish I had been in this movie. And it it was mine for a long time. I worked with the director, and that would have been awesome. And then I was offered a part in... A movie called Good Times. Did you see this? Mm-mm. It's about New York and two brothers, and they get in trouble, and they're like having all this madcap adventures through the city uh, by these uh, really smart filmmaker brothers named the Safdie brothers. And I was just lazily said, "No, I don't want to come and do your movie," and I should have. Mm. I wish I had. Interesting. Well, that's honest. Honest on your part would have been really easy for you to like make up a story there and be like, ah. No, no, I was literally just lazy. It was just like, do I want to go to New York right now and spend a couple of weeks doing this movie? And no, I'm not going to do it's it. It's low-key one of the biggest flexes I've ever heard. Ugh, do so I yeah. want to do this movie? No, but I, I, I honestly, today, I'm like, <laughs> don't do that again. That's stupid. Don't be lazy. Now, the other side, are you going to be mad enough to admit a role you took that you really wish you didn't? Um... I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't name names. Yeah, yeah, That's funny. We, you got to ask your question. I first, I got to give a. I, I actually brought you some gifts today. Awesome. So I, uh, grab these. I got you some battle bars and a little shirt. Fuck yeah! With some of our gym sponsors. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, 
There's a big anticipation for this question. We got some new little gear here too. Let's see what are we what are we working with? Seventeen grams of pork protein. I yeah, I, I oh, eat those good. like every day. Those they're battle good. bars. Oh, this is awesome. They're, 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 they're fire. Thank you. I got you two different sizes. I wasn't sure which you are. I know you got that. That I got you XL and two X. I didn't know what you yeah. what you rock. Well, so. I'm gonna take both because I'm a, depending on go. whether I'm that cutting or clean. doing maintenance. It's nice, right? That we just got those new white uniforms. Clean, boy. Awesome. Yeah, but no, we all love seeing you in the gym and having you come through. So yeah, we want to hook you up with some stuff man thank you bro yeah right. i'll wear pleasure. it i'll yeah. wear it Please. i gotta i gotta get a stretch here long enough to actually get back to training like yeah that. yeah so now right, we've come big okay. all right Here's so here question. we go the, we're gonna give you there has there's a little bit of backstory on this uh, okay. question okay mickey is a big fan of the classics and yeah. he, he was going out you know he was reading the iliad and the odyssey and we were talking about helen of troy and we said hey if somebody had to play helen of troy today who could carry the role? Who's the most beautiful woman in the world today? And we couldn't really settle on one, and then we, we settled on Margot Robbie. And then I lost my mind. I lost my mind a little bit because I said, Margot Robbie, as gorgeous as she is, is a 9.5 to a young Jamie Presley's 10. I remember a young Jamie Presley, and she was unreal, unreal. And you've worked with both. And you've yeah. worked with both. Now, that got some flack from the comments. They're saying I'm crazy. They're saying Jamie Presley is nowhere near as good looking as Margot Robbie. And I'm saying you got to go back. you got to go back to not another team movie, She's Jamie Presley. Smoke show. you got to go back to Poison Ivy, Jamie Presley. And Gorgeous. this is not taking anything away from Margot Robbie. She's amazing. Both, yeah. yeah. And then we realized, wait a minute, there's a man. There's a man who exists who's been on set with both Margot Robbie and Jamie Presley. So now it's up to you, Mr. Supply. But but you're saying Jamie Presley in the 90s. Yes, peak. Peak Presley. Not another teen movie Presley. Have you seen Jamie Presley in Poison Ivy? I don't think so. Have you ever seen the two of them side by side? Have you ever seen that? Margot Robbie and Jamie Have Presley? You? Yeah. In real life? Well, no, that's another low-key flex. No, <laughs> neither have we. <laughs> uh, Omri, you might want to uh, mark this because then we can cut it. I just want to show I'm him the picture. It up. All right, this is this is super awkward simply because I do know both. Yeah, here we go. Uh, I I'm also married, so I don't like talk about how hot chicks are. Really, okay. How dare you? <laughs> sure, sure, um, sure. Yeah, it's it's see, I, I, I can't really pick a favorite, right? Between them, right? I I think they're both just like absolutely like top. top, oh, we're, of the top right, we're, doing, we're doing we're doing this, guys. Listen, we're doing this. I have I uh, have I, I have <laughs> I have a very. Have you ever heard the show Come Town? Yeah. So I have a very like if we were on Come Town right now, yeah. I have a great answer. We are, but we're not. And we I'm, are. I'm married. I have four daughters <laughs> and a granddaughter. <laughs> And, like, I'm not just going to let my inner 14-year-old monologue loose for everyone. Okay, but I am going enough. to go with Jamie Presley. I think you are actually correct. And when we're not recording, I'll tell you why. Hey, my <laughs> man, pots and pans. I'll tell you what, man. And this is nothing against Margot Robbie. This is nothing She's against She's beautiful. Her. She's unreal. Jamie Presley is the American version. Yeah, and also I think you know? people see my name is Earl and they're like, well, that's who she is, you know? And she's, she's this girl from in a trailer park in Waldorf, kind of Maryland trashy, or something. Yeah. yeah. And no, man. I mean, imagine them trying desperately to dress her down and her still being that hot. And like, and I, yeah, they're great actresses and everything else that won't get us canceled. They're probably brilliant people and philanthropists and all this other stuff too. But... I just don't think Jamie Presley gets her flowers for the absolute 
icon smoke show that she was and is. And I don't know why. You tell somebody that Margot Robbie is the most beautiful actress in Hollywood, they won't even blink about it. They'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. But you say, Jamie, young Jamie Presley was just as good looking as Margot. They will be, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. People went apoplectic when Put I said some respect that. on her name. Put some respect on Jamie Presley's name. Damn it. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, I that, agree. And I think people are being short-sighted. Really? Yeah. I think if they... If they really thought long and hard about this, they would come to the exact same conclusion that I've come to in Amen. my head that yeah. I'm not going to share. Fair enough. I just think people need to go out there and look a little harder. They need to look a little harder. They need to look long and harder. Yeah. They need to get out there and, and get after it a little bit. Yeah. Do, your re- do your research. Do your research. Folks. Do your research. Yeah. All right. Fake news is everywhere. AI chat GPT is taking over. I got a, I got a final uh, little uh, listicle here. Top three foods. Yeah, top, like meals, right? And uh, top three movies. Gee, you can go first if you want to think. Top, top, wait, unless top, you got it. Top three that I eat now, or top three? No, like just like like. There's a fan, meteor. Like, there's a meteor about to hit Earth. Like, oh, gotcha, we gotcha. call them cheat meals, sure, sure, or whatever, whatever you, uh, whatever you go with. Um, top three foods is, uh, you know, a coursed out meal at Carbone. You know, Carbone. No. We get it. You're a movie star, it's Ethan. Ita- what the it's, fuck? It's an Italian restaurant. <laughs> they, got one, no, I know. they got one in Miami. They got one here at yeah. the fucking Boca Resort two blocks away. Yep. I think it's a parm, so it's like the uh, peasant version yeah, of Carbone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I would never yeah. be caught dead. <laughs> Their chicken yeah. parm is like $25. Oh, but they, you could go in and just say you want a coursed out meal, and 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 they'll do seven course. It's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. We did that at Chaz Palmateri's restaurant. And yeah. They like hooked it up. We're Shout like, out our whatever boy the chef wants Jeff to make. Frohm. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's incredible. Sick. That's a cool yeah. way to live, man. Um, yeah. There's a restaurant, and I'm blanking on the name. I've eaten there a couple of times in Madrid, Spain, and it's the oldest operating ovens. Like. Different people have owned the restaurants, but the ovens have been in operation for 600 years, wow. 700 shit. years, something like that. And they've been cooking the same shit for that long, which is roast suckling pig and roast uh. suckling lamb. Uh-huh. And that would be on there. Wait, I, I got to go back. Carbone. So what are you getting when you when you get the coursed out? Carbone, they always have a special appetizer. So it'll be like a burrata cheese with a caponata mm. on it or something like that. But it's changes. It's changed many times. Then okay. they have... Um, Carpaccio with truffles, which is insane. Mm. A couple pasta dishes, and you do like a side by side pasta, two pasta dishes. Uh, a little, um, little mushroom ravioli. Oh, geez, hard. No. Insane. Uh, between Jamie Bricked Presley up. and a seven course at, at Carbone, <laughs> my heart might explode. And then they do, a, we do a veal parm and a sole. Dude, I always I go veal parm over chicken parm. Fuck yeah! What Thank the you. Fuck. Thank Fuck you. A lot, of people, veal a lot of people disagree veal with that. Veal piccata, veal marsala, uh, chicken parm. Nah, veal bro. Parm. Veal parm over veal. chicken parm. I man. go anytime. Steak pizzaiole over veal parm. I go veal whenever I can. If there's veal, I'm getting veal. If I'm not fucking concerned with how I'm eating, I'm eating baby slaughtered baby cows. Slaughtered baby cows. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. fucking good. It's so good. Sorry you had to hear that, producer Christian. Yeah, sorry, with sorry, being vegan. Uh, stripper Is he girlfriend vegan Christ. too? Sorry, Jesus stripper Christ. girlfriend Christian. <laughs> yeah, um, and then what comes after that? Christian's in love with it with his stripper girlfriend. Do you think it, six months from now, when you come back on the pod, are they still together? No way. No shot, right? <laughs> no way. No way. No way. 
I, right right now, he is in the throes of the siren song of professional pussy. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to break <laughs> the his. The throes of the siren song of professional pussy. That's wow. right. Yeah. He's. Uh, wow, dude. Yeah. I got faith in you. You can make it work. Um, as the great uh, philosopher said, uh, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Hoes don't act Easy, right. Easy, dog. Talk about hoes a man's on a girl over there. Hoes on a I'm just speaking in general terms. So anyway, speaking back to Carbone. Just a philosophizer. <laughs> and uh, so, go ahead. Uh, Carbone yep. and then tiramisu. Oh, baby. You know, I'm not a tiramisu guy. I'm not really a tiramisu. I'm not a dessert guy. I'd rather have carrot cake than tiramisu, but that's what they serve at Bar- Oh, I'm sorry. You were still going to Carbone. I thought that was your third. No, 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 my okay, third, my third would be. I'd, I'd go with Tartufo over uh Tiramisu, if I was at like an Italian restaurant, yeah, I'm, I just don't really care about desserts. I'd rather okay. go Carrot double down on dope too. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather double down on the veal parm. Yes, no me accounting too. for taste, I suppose. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, third, there's a restaurant which is closed now called Prune in New York, and they had insane, uh, two insane starters: radishes and butter. That's it. That's the whole dish, and bone marrow and toast. Ooh. And I could just go and do that really? as a meal. Mm. I fuck some bone marrow. Yeah. 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 On a nice, like, crostini. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you yeah. give us your three real quick? I know we've done this before, but it, these change over time. You know yeah, not mean? really, man. You're I the mean, same? I, yeah. Uh, right now, um, you know, I'm not going to say steak. I love a great steak. It's hard to mess up a beautiful steak. I mean, uh, you know, a little Chateaubriand. Well, that's, I mean, I love it. You know, give me a Chateaubriand au pois. Chateaubriand au pois at a nice place is delicious. Um, can't beat uh, chicken parm. I love it to death. I love chicken parm so much. Can I take that Chateaubriand I said and just turn it into like Fogo de Chao Churisco and just put that you know nonstop meat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's, pretty good. that's what I'm gonna it's do. It's your world, baby. It's sixty five yeah, dollars, and now I've gotten cocky. Now that I know that you can do this, I never knew you could do this. You can you can request. You just keep bringing along the filet mignon and the flank filet flank, and they, you know, they try to sneak in with a chicken heart every now and then. I said, "Get that, get that crap out of here!" <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, right. you flip the thing. Yeah, yeah. red, uh, red. Uh, uh. You know, <laughs> do you want any bacon wrapped chicken? You know, I don't. And then it gets sad as they walk away. I'm eating three hundred dollars worth of meat every yeah. time I go there. I'm just, yeah, it's phenomenal. Don't do the salad bar either. That, that's, no, a that's, a, that's a ro- rookie that's a tra- mistake. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. Rookie mis- I like that's to go to the salad bar for some sauces. They got some chimichurri oh, up there. Yes. They got farofa. You know yes. what? They put it up there instead of on the table yeah. specifically so that you go walk there. by yeah. that candied bacon and all the other cheap stuff that they're trying to get you to fill <laughs> up on. I know your game. Fogo de chow. I love you, though. God, I love you. Uh, I'll go fogo de chow. I'll go. I, it's tough to beat a chicken parm. I love like Carmine's chicken parm back in the day, that family style with the, when they roast the top. I love that to death. And then uh, I, I got to tell you, you've kind of turned me on the Indian food, man. I'm a big butter yeah. chicken guy now. I love me some yeah. butter chicken. I love it. Butter chicken, it's, it's somewhere between mm-hmm. butter chicken. You know what, man? If I was on my deathbed and I had to order something, you know, if there was a comet coming down and I was going to do the fat guy trio thing, I'd probably do chicken parm with a whole bunch of egg rolls around it. That would probably be what I'd do. That's I'd probably eat a That's bunch very of, New York. I'd probably do nice. it, yeah, do a bunch of egg rolls, chicken parm, you know, get a get a six-pack of a high life and, and watch the sun go down. Yeah, yeah that's probably go. what I would do. What about you, Mick? I go tuna fish and cabbage. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I I gotta go that that goat curry I get from Miami Spice Guru. So freaking good! Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I don't know what the the curry, the sauce. See, I like Deccan Spice better than Miami Spice Guru. I like Deccan Spice. Bro. Yeah. Not me. Where's um, Miami Spice Guru? It's right over on uh, Atlantic. It's like down okay. by the bridge. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you want to go, take you there sometimes. All it's right. awesome. It's like literally become like my favorite meal in the world. Um, 
Then I got to go. I'm going a bison burger with sweet potato fries. Everything like a burger, but some bison meat in there. And then the last one, I got to go for uh, old, old Mama Gall's uh, uh, meatballs and, ch- and oh, a chicken cutlet. That's right. You nice. did this to me last time, yeah. too, with you talking about your. And now I feel like the worst human being ever. Yeah, well, you're a piece of shit. I love chicken. my mom. Uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Damn. And then, you got uh, me again. Real, real quick before we got to go, t- my top three movies, I think I had to go with Pulp Fiction. Uh, I want to say The Godfathers, but I supposed to just pick one. <laughs> one right? and two. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and, uh, man, sometimes it's like the – I go with that uh, – I'm kind of – I think I'm going with Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, the way that all comes together. Solid. Interesting. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 my favorite movie is Lawrence of Arabia. I love Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. Charl- Charlton Heston? Um, was that Char- or was that Lawrence Olivier? Lawrence Olivier. Lawrence Olivier. I think, yeah. And um, uh, Interstellar, just because we were talking about it, and I love that That was movie. great. Yeah. And I have, I have daughters, and it always makes me think about the relationship mm-hmm. of a father and his daughter. Yeah, it's got to pull on the heartstrings there. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I remember watching the movie Gravity, which yeah. is what it keeps reminding me of. And I remember I, uh, I took like a little edible before watching it. And in that part where she's like has to like hold her breath going through space, I was in the theater in like the IMAX, like holding my breath. I was like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I was holding my breath for as long as I could. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was in the moment, guys. Yeah, forget suspension, disbelief. I was, you know, yeah. going through space. <laughs> you were, in you were experiencing I was in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whee. Um, I don't know. Maybe Once Upon a Time in America. That's a good movie. That's a long. Movie. Yeah. That's yeah, the five-hour director's cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The one James Woods. I gotta check that out. Wake through. Uh, all right, that was a great. I'll go Apocalypse Now. Um, it used to be Old School was my number two, but I, upon further review, I think Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a better comedy. I, every time huh. I watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall, there is something different I see that is hilarious. But, I mean, old school, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Caddyshack, they're all right there for, the, for what I think are the best you know comedies ever made. Those movies, by the way, were a good era of comedies. Still not the, the amount of boobs that we were accustomed to as kids. Yeah, not enough. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Not enough boobs. Not enough Shannon Elizabeth either at all. Yeah, 100% on the greed on that. And uh, I'll put that in the one category. And then I'd, I'd say either I go back and forth between uh, Schindler's List or La Vida Bella for my... I mean, La Vida Bella makes me cry my eyes out for days. Uh, but I think Schindler's List is probably a better overall movie. Pretty fucking great. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. And uh, incredibly acted. I mean, that's... yeah. You know, I love Inglorious Bastards. Love too. it. Yes. Inglorious Bastards. It. With Tarantino and Scorsese, like uh, anything they do, I can't miss with me. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Inglorious as well. Yeah. And you like Guy Ritchie. So you like, you like British Tarantino, you like Quentin Tarantino, British Tarantino, and, and, Italian. and, and Italian Tarantino. Italian that's Tarantino? who you like. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. My, the, the Brad Pitt to me just makes Inglorious Bastards so watchable oh, over it's and over. So I, like, good. yeah. Sometimes, do you, you think that was when, that was one that I was in my head too when you were uh, when I was listening? To him, I was yeah. I was thinking about that yeah. one. That's got to so be good. that's got to be a cool feeling as an actor when you get that script and you're like, I'm gonna fucking nail I'm gonna this be line. a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be. Right? I'm gonna nail this line right here, man. Yeah. One question before we go, gotta ask it. The party sequence, the wedding sequence in Wolf of Wall Street. 
the dancing, all that. Yeah. Where, where does that come from? Are you, you know, you're sober when you're filming that, right? Yeah. I'm assuming this is a professional set. How is everybody getting into character for that? And, and was the actual music playing in it? There was actual music playing. Uh, yeah, n- nobody was drinking or doing drugs. It was just having fun dancing just getting really yeah. that and movie's that, in my top five as well that that's become Street, such sure. an iconic scene and then it turned into a, like you know the edm hit of, of yeah, 2018 yeah. too man yeah by the way um in the 90s i definitely did movies where you know being a sober person you're now like kind of the last guy to know when shit's happening when people are doing stuff at work that yeah. I, that i'm just not doing but there were definitely movies where stuff was real yeah you know for sure yeah really that's sure. wild yeah some of your early days i would imagine yeah yeah i mean i did do a movie called blow yeah and with a guy who's pretty uh yeah we 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 had fun was marilyn manson on set at all back then or no no must have been wild watching that amber heard thing going that's my boy johnny yeah yeah Oh, that was crazy. Yeah. But he fared pretty well. Hey, yeah, he came out on top. Yeah. And which is crazy because they tried to cancel him. They got him out of his movies. They I they, think they he destroyed was him for a while. Yeah, they got him out uncanceled. of uh, the pirate movies yeah. there. And then yeah, yeah. we're watching everybody and their mothers watching this and going, What the fuck? He's a good guy. What the fuck? Yeah. This guy has the patience of a saint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you shit on my bed. <laughs> 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 I gotta tell you. Oh shit. It's the end of the relationship right there. Yeah. I think yeah. we're ended up in court. Right, yeah, we yeah. definitely still ended up in court, right. me and you. Yeah. yeah. But it, it ain't really still court. At, at you the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit's going to change. Shit going to shit shit change. change. Shit. <laughs> you just change shit. Man, Ethan, we could talk to you for another two hours, dude. This is incredible, man. We got to have you back on. Please tell people about American uh, Glutton, where they can find you. And if you have any uh, shows or movies that you've done that you think outside of your premiere catalog that you think people should check out. Chance on Hulu is my favorite job I've ever had and my favorite uh, thing I've ever done. I think it's awesome. And there's 20 great episodes on Hulu. Um, And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, but I don't do Twitter, uh, but I am there occasionally. They take away your blue check mark? Probably. Did they yeah. do that recently? Yeah. They took, took mine down. Yeah. He's, he's, he's still in recovery in the morning. <laughs> I haven't paid attention shit. to Twitter. Twitter Twitter is like just the, Twitter is the bathroom. They won't let, they won't let him in Carbone anymore, buddy. They won't right. let him in Carbone. <laughs> right. He can't get a, he can't get a seat at Dorsey anymore. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Shit's getting bad. Yeah. Yes. All yeah. right. Ethan Suplay, this was yeah, thank an, you, absolute thank you, guys. Honor, Absolutely. an absolute honor for Omri online, for Christian with the stripper girlfriend to our right. <laughs> Love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> for the great Mickey Gall, I am Gerard Michaels. This has been Slick and Thick. We will see you Monday at 1. Peace.